Welcome to the Small Ball Podcast. Welcome back to the Small Ball Podcast. Welcome back to the Small Ball Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Small Ball Podcast brought to you by Showcase Sports Media. I am your host, Matt Gregory, and today we have an exciting episode because I said last week, leave your question down in the Apple Podcast ratings and leave a five-star review. And you know, one guy did. We had Ian, my buddy, leave a five-star rating, and he gave me an, he gave me an idea. He said, record the top 30 teams uh, the MLB let out and give your reaction to it. And I was like, why not have a guest do it with me? So Ian, welcome to the show. How are you doing, my friend? I'm good, man. How are you doing? Dude, I am living the dream. I'm excited to talk baseball with you. Trust me, more than Brett, you are one of the better baseball guys I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad. All right, man. Well, let's hop right into it. At number 30, I have no argument here. I want right. to see if you do. The Colorado Rockies, okay. uh, the bottom feeders of the NLS. What are you thinking, Ian? No, no. Um, I don't know if third. Well, I guess the that is an appropriate ranking. I mean, I was going to say like the Orioles, the Tigers, but honestly, they don't look too bad, especially compared to the Rockies. The Rockies offense is just anemic right now, man. I mean, I know losing a big market guy like Nolan Arenado is just a huge blow, but Trevor Story has not fit the bill so far. And the rest of their offense, I mean, Ryan McMahon looks pretty impressive. But other than that, it's fairly, fairly weak. So I, yeah. I, I, I'd say 30 is fine. Yeah, I kind of agree because, you know, it's one of those things where coming into the season, it's like, oh, you know what? They still kind of have an offense. They're kind of just missing their pitching staff, which they never really have had. Right. Uh, but the offense isn't right. there either. So it's kind of like, what's going on here? Is this really a baseball team in Major League Baseball anymore? If you can't hit or pitch, you know, they're 9 and 15 as of today. Uh, probably 9 and 16 now. But yeah, losing Nolan Arenado, <laughs> you know, Trevor Story's on a contract year. I don't see how they can bring him back. And their farm system is ranked 27th. The Rockies, I don't know what they're doing. I don't know what's going on in the city of Colorado, but I feel well, they're really they're bad. they're going through some changes in the front office too, aren't they? So yeah, I they mean, did get rid of Jeff British, which is great news for Rockies fans all over. Yeah, I mean that has to that has to be some sort of light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, I definitely agree. Take it um, how you will, but <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say they're not in a great space, but they're definitely doing a little bit better than they were. So let's no. hop up to number let's hop up to number twenty nine. Yeah. yeah, the Detroit but Tigers. 30 is fair. That's a fair ranking. Yeah, let's hop up to number twenty nine, the Detroit Tigers. Now the Detroit Tigers at twenty nine. Yeah, once again, fun. it does not. You know, it doesn't appeal to me. I mean, I'm not really surprised by what's going on there. This is a team that is not good. Um, you know, they have a lot more. Promise in their farms right. the Rockies, but you know, what do you think, Ian? I mean, they got some, they got some good young guys. They got Nico Goodrum. They got, I mean, this year, Akil Badu. They look pretty, I'm not going to say they're on the rise quite yet because they're really not. There's a lot of holes that can be filled, but they got some young, exciting guys coming up that could make some noise in the next three or four years, maybe sooner. So, They'll be an exciting team to watch. I can say that, but 29, I can agree with that as far as power rankings. Yeah. They're about five years away from being two years away. If that makes sense. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yo, yo, I can't disagree. <laughs> All right. Moving up to number 28. You know, this is a team that honestly has surprised me a lot and they've beat up on my team a lot. We got the Pittsburgh pirates. What do you think about 28 for the Pittsburgh pirates sitting at 12 and 12? Okay. 28 appropriate. Are they 
Are they in last in your division right now? Or no, that's actually the Cubs. Oh, okay, okay. Um, I can't say I know a lot about the Pirates other than Cole Tucker and Cabrian Hayes, but they seem to be a exciting club. Like, kind of like how I said with the Tigers. I don't think they're on the rise exactly right now because, like I said, there's a lot of holes they can fill, a lot like the Tigers also. But, I mean, those guys are exciting to watch. Cabrian Hayes especially. I think he – isn't he hurt right now though? Yeah, he is on the 10-day IL. Okay, okay. But, yeah, I I think he's an electric guy to watch. Yes, so I'm actually – Of course, a guy that you don't want in your division, but – Yeah, I completely agree. And I'm actually a big (laughs) fan of Vanessa Hudgens' boyfriend. I mean, Cole Tucker, sorry. (laughs) But yeah, you know, they were actually just on a five-game win streak. Um, Oh, no way. I know, and their pitchings look good. They gave up 16 runs on their last five games. So I, you know, Pittsburgh, maybe. Just a couple couple pieces. Yeah, I mean, I guess. Yeah, it's not a 60-game season, (laughs) so I don't know what to say about that. Number 27. This is another one I I don't really disagree with. I want to hear what you think about it. The Baltimore Orioles. Okay. The Orioles, I can I can live with that. I can live with 27. Um especially that first I mean they've cooled down a lot obviously since then, but that first series where they swept the Red Sox, I was honestly kind of impressed. Uh starting pitching looked solid. Their hitting just came alive. Uh who's their leadoff? Cedric Mullins has been on a tear lately. I've been really impressed with him. He's He's got a few, I think two or three at least leadoff home runs this year. And he's been, he's got some sneaky pop. So I think he's someone to look, uh, to look forward to. Also Ryan Mountcastle, a rookie, young guy, very exciting guy. He's got some pop in his bat as well. I think they're going to be an exciting team to watch. 27 is pretty appropriate in terms of the power rankings. I don't think they're just there yet. Um, they got some studs down on the farm. Adley Rutschman. I don't know if you heard of him. Might have, but <laughs> Yeah, it's that guy's a switch yeah, hitting catcher from Oregon State or something watch. like that, right? Yeah, I think he might have been a <laughs> kicker too. Yeah. All right, but yeah, yeah no, I think they're exciting. I can get behind that. Uh, the biggest thing they've done since that Boston Red Sox series was probably stopping Oakland's 13 game win streak. John Means was on the bump for right. that, like you said. John Means, he's continuing to post one of the most low profile hot starts with a he has a 1.5 ERA and 0.9. Wow. Win. You know, John Means, maybe a guy they trade at the deadline. Maybe a guy they hold on. And then, you know, you were talking about, you know, you were talking about Stolens. This guy's hitting 356 with the 408 and 556 slugging. He's got three homers and nine doubles. Cedric Mullins is off to a hot start. And, you know, I'm here for it. Yeah, I've, been, I've been really impressed with him. Number 26. This is a team, you know, you know, they, they're packing the stands. So that's pretty cool. They're definitely, they have the highest attendance in Major League Baseball, but that's because no one else has fans. Uh, the Texas Rangers at number 26. They're 10 and 15 on the year. What do you think, Ian? Honestly, I'm surprised they're not a little lower. <laughs> I would have put, if it was me, I might have put the Orioles above them. Not by much. Probably, I probably would have just flipped them. That's just me. Uh, haven't been paying too much attention to them i know they got a guy low or low nate low who's been making some noise i believe that's who it is yeah i've heard heard his name a few times uh other than that yeah oh yeah you're right you're right uh but yeah other than that i really don't know too much more about them uh like i said i probably would have put the orioles i would have flipped those spots just because the orioles have impressed me a little bit more i haven't heard too much more about the rangers other than them getting no hit by uh by um what's his name joe musgrove but uh 26 
a little bit of a gripe with it. Not too much of a complaint. Still a bottom half, uh, bottom third team in the league. But uh, I think they could be on the up and up if they make some moves maybe in the future. Uh, I'm not sure what their farm system's like. Do you know what that's like? Oh, it's definitely not good. Okay. <laughs> well, there you have it. Yeah, they're uh, they're a team kind of like the Rockies. Their power ranking is very right. similar to where they sit in the farm system ranking. So the Texas Rangers, definitely a team that I don't know what they're doing. I mean, Lance Lynn getting rid of him and getting up uh, was who was it? Uh, Davy Garcia. What did they acquire? Dylan Cease. Dylan Cease. They acquired Dylan Cease oh, okay. in that trade. Yeah, from the White Sox. I don't know why I was saying Davy Garcia from the Yankees, but yeah, you know. They made kind of a move there. I'm kind of excited to see their future, uh, especially because that beautiful new ballpark. It kind of sucks that they don't have a better product to put out on it. What do you think? Oh, that ballpark is amazing, man. That ballpark, I don't know. That ballpark was put to good use last year. A World Series was won on it. That's fair. Yeah. Hey, by your Los Angeles Dodgers. Yeah. All right, number 25. You know, this is a team that consistently has underperformed since they've won the World Series. We got the Washington Nationals sitting at 9 and 12. Um, Juan Soto okay. still hurt. You know, they had a lot of COVID issues early, kind of like they did last year. Uh, Josh Bell was hurt. Uh, Kyle Schwarber's back, you know. Um, okay. They're combining to hit 157, though. Uh, with a total of two home runs, six RBIs, 37 Ks, and six walks on the year. So I don't know, you know, those two big offseason pickups that they wanted to make them stand out and have a better offense are really not doing it for them. And, you know, Max Scherzer struggling early. It's been kind of hard to watch because, you know, he's one of those guys that you want to see do good because he's one of the better pitchers in baseball. Ian, what do you think? Right, right. I know, Maddie, I think you hit it right on the head. They've just been underperforming and been really underwhelming since the World Series. It's been a real long World Series hangover, it looks like. They just look sluggish. I mean, the... Injury to Soto, of course, because he he was injured last year too, wasn't he? For he was of the year, he was. Okay. Yeah, so that obviously can't help. He's a he's a big guy, of course, in their offense, on the field, defensively as well. But just a clubhouse guy. I mean, he you you that's a guy that's a presence you miss out on the field. So that's a big blow, obviously. And like you said, also those acquisitions that they made just aren't making as much noise as they thought. Uh, Kyle Schwarber, he had a big walk-off earlier this year. But other than that, um, I don't think his numbers are looking too great. I haven't really checked on that, but it doesn't sound like it if they're hitting collectively way under the Mendoza line. But <laughs> And uh, Josh Bell, underwhelming as well. Other guys too, though, like Ryan Zimmerman, haven't, hasn't been making too much noise. Max, of course, leading the pitching staff. If he's not performing, more than likely, you're not going to win a lot of games being the ace. So it's just a team that needs to wake up, I think. Yeah, and there's one guy, you know, that there is one shining right now. I don't know how I didn't mention him the first time. They've got much out there bang out right now. And, you know, Trey Turner's actually having a really solid season. Uh, the power's yeah, coming out. Really and the thing with him is as long as he stays healthy, he is a top 15 player in baseball. And I don't think that's a crazy statement. Oh, I agree. No, I definitely agree. It's He's definitely a specimen for a guy that can play defense as well as he does, a guy that runs the bases really well, very athletic, and a guy that can hit that well. I mean, usually it's really hard to find all of that in one package. So I think, I mean, this might be a little bit much to put on him, but he could be a generational talent. Oh, I definitely agree. If he could stay healthy, I definitely see that in his future. And I believe he's also a free agent after this offseason. So this shortstop class is going to be extremely oh, yeah. 
Coming in at oh, number yeah. 24, we've got the Miami Marlins, 11 and 13 on the year. Uh, you know, there's one guy that's kind of been shining, and it's Trevor Rogers. Uh, that's Taylor Rogers' brother, I believe. On the season, he's three and one with a 1.29 ERA. He's got 38 Ks and 28 innings pitched. Okay. Honestly, he's been fantastic, and that's all I can really say about the or, or the Marlins right now. That looks good. Okay. The, well, there's one name I want to bring up about the Marlins. That's Jazz Chisholm. I don't know if mm. you've, you've been paying attention to him. He has. I don't know what his like other numbers are like, but he. I, I'm always seeing him, seeing clips of him hitting home runs or hitting balls hard into the gap. He is. Uh, I've been following him since his Diamondback days. Since he was a, he's a product of the Diamondbacks farm system. Ended up in Miami. He's been turning some heads. Um, he just got the call to the bigs, I believe, last year. He spent some time in the big leagues in the 60-game season, and he looks really good. I don't know how he'll sustain it in this full season, but from right now, what I'm seeing, he can hit. He can play defense. He's athletic. I'm really excited to see him. And honestly, the Marlins excite me a lot. Um, last year, to see them in the playoffs, no offense, Maddie. I know they beat your Cubs in the first round. But it was it was yeah. kind of good to see. It was kind of cool to see them in October. <laughs> they're they're a young they're a young team. They're exciting. Uh, I'm kind of looking forward to seeing how they're going to build on that. But 24, yeah. I think that's appropriate for right now. They're not a team that's quite there yet, so I think it's fair. Oh no, I definitely agree. Um, Jazz Chisholm's been pretty solid actually. He's hitting 290 uh, with four bombs. Yeah, I'm a big fan. No? Not a not not a bad start for the young fella. Uh, you know, and the guy he got traded for yeah. Zach Gallon. I don't know if you remember that move from Arizona to Miami. Yeah. You know, Zach Gallon's yeah. been pretty solid too for the Diamondbacks. What do you think of that move as a total? Who do you think's the winner so far? I know it's too early to tell. Um, no, yeah, like you said, it's it's a little too early. But like I said, um, they're both balling out. Honestly, it's honestly a little hard, especially between pitcher and hitter. It's kind of what which team values what more, you know what I mean? If that makes sense. Just Agreed. because it's two different players. Yeah. But I don't know. Both guys have been bought. Like Zach Gallon, I think he threw that one hitter, uh, truncated no, or one hitter against the Braves in the doubleheader. The same doubleheader that Mad Bum threw the no-hitter. Okay. Actually, so you just referenced, Ian, that Zach Gallon one hitter, quote-unquote. What do you think right. about the Mad Bum no-hitter being called not a no-hitter? Uh, personally, oh. from my beliefs, you know, the Dodgers won a World Series in a 60-game season. So why does that World Series count and that no-hitter not count? Because if a guy hits a five-home runs, he has a five-home run on the seven-inning game, does his five-home run game not count? I, I don't understand the logic there. No, no-hitter all the way, dude. It's a no-hitter all the way. Um, I was watching the game the next day, and they were even saying, they asked Brian Snicker, they asked him, Snit, what Ma what Mad Bum did to your team yesterday was that a no hitter, and he said, "Well, as far as I as far as I can see, we didn't get any hits. So you tell me. So if even if even Snit thinks so, uh, universally it looks like the opinion is that it was a no hitter. So I think it's a no hitter. It doesn't matter how many innings it is. I they didn't get any hits. It's a no hitter. I gotta completely agree with coming you from a guy who hates Mad Bum's guts. By the way." <laughs> Yeah, you know what? And I got to completely agree with you there. That makes a ton of sense because you know what? The game ended. There were no hits. No hitter. Yeah. Moving on to number 23, a team that has been extremely disappointing. But you know what? Normally reverses this. They start hot and end cold. The Minnesota Twins. Okay. What do you think about the Twins at 8-15 and 15 sitting at number 23? They're at 23 at 8-15? and 15? Yeah. 
Wow. I mean, I I get why they put them that high just because of the expectation, you know. They've been in the playoffs a couple times. Of course, they disappoint usually in the playoffs. Um, they got a really talented roster. Byron Buxton's been making a lot of noise. Uh, Jose Barrios is having a pretty good year so far. So I get it. I get it. I get why they're that high up. I mean, well, they're not really high, but I get why they're where they are. But if we're just talking about pure performance, I I think they got to be at least three or four spots lower. Just just from pure performance. I mean, if you're under if you're underperforming that much, I don't think you should be above some of those teams that have a better record. No matter how how great the expectation, no matter who you have on your roster. At the end of the day, you're here to win baseball games. And if you're not winning more baseball games than another team, I don't think you should be put on the power rankings higher than them. Correct me if I'm wrong. but No, I. <laughs> you know what? I completely agree with you. And you look at number 30, the Colorado Rockies. They're actually a half game better than the Twins, who were at 9-15 and 15 yeah. when this list was made. So, you right. know, the Twins being up here at 23 kind of tickles me a little bit. But, you know, it right. is what it is. Moving on to number 22, right. this is the one I am extremely passionate about. This is the Chicago Cubs. You know, they have okay. been very lackluster. Uh, the offense is feast or famine. Of a better word. <laughs> yeah, the offense okay. is feast yeah. or famine. The bullpen is, once again, feast or famine. The starting pitching has been dreadful. We have one good starting pitcher. Uh, one and a half, you know, Jake Arrieta has been fantastic. Adbert Alzola has been okay. <laughs> Trevor Williams got pieced up today. Uh, you know, Alec Mills, he's coming out of our bullpen. He hasn't looked good. Kyle Hendricks has like a 7 ERA. Zach Davies has an ERA close to 10. But Chris Bryant's been good. Uh, Nico Horner's been good. Javi Baez, you know, he was hitting like 200 earlier in the week. Now he's up to hitting like 250. Uh, so those Literally, are the games that are kind of yesterday on Amir, Amir Garrett. <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh my goodness. Okay. Yeah. I want to hear your thoughts on that from an outsider's opinion. And then I'll give mine. What are your thoughts on what happened? What transpired in that moment? It's funny. You know, it's actually funny. You mentioned, it. I really didn't even see, I haven't even gotten the chance to see what, like I've, I've heard, I heard they got into it. I saw like some of the still frames of Javi, like flipping him off and stuff, but I didn't even know how the situation escalated. Can you explain to me what exactly yeah, happened? Actually, I'll tell you exactly what happened. So Amir Garrett, you know, guy, okay. not afraid of the moment, not afraid to fight. And I kind of like it out of him. He's kind of, a, you know, he's a big guy. He's a baller. He's he a, likes, he's a feisty guy. He's a feisty yeah, he's guy. Feisty. That's kind of how I am on the mound. Definitely not to the degree, but yeah. I'm kind of the same way. Well, so what happened is uh, Amir Garrett throws his first pitch to Anthony Rizzo. Strike in the inside corner. Rizzo goes, okay, cool, good pitch. Throws a slider away in the dirt, uh, and the ball, like, drops, and then Amir Garrett, like, walks up to Rizzo and kind of says some stuff, and Rizzo looks at him and kind of shrugs his shoulders and goes, what's this guy talking about? Whatever, the at-bat ends, okay. and he strikes Rizzo out. Well, after he struck Rizzo out, he started beating his chest, saying, I own you, MF, you're my son, like, stuff like that. And Rizzo's, wow. like, walking back to the dugout with his head turned, like, what? What happened? And out of nowhere comes Javier Baez flying to get in his face. He's like, I don't know who you're talking to. I don't let anybody disrespect me or my teammates. Well, what had happened previously, uh, I think one or two seasons ago, Amir Garrett struck Baez out and was barking at him. And he was saying some of the same stuff to Javi. And Javi walked to the dugout. And the first one out was Rizzo. So Javi was kind of backing his boy up, kind of doing the little teammate. I love you thing. Yeah. It was honestly good to see. Um, and yeah. then today, you know, it was a real tough game. We ended up okay. losing 12 to 13 in extras. But yeah, Damn. what are your thoughts on that situation post that? Uh, what transpired? Um, that's, 
That's interesting to me. That kind of reminds me of, like, of the Jose Alvarado incident with Dominic Smith that happened, like, I think the night before with the Mets Phillies. Yeah. Um, I mean, I love to see guys pumped up on the mound because uh, if guys can be pumped up at the plate, <laughs> I love to see guys pumped up on the mound. But I also love to see you guys be professionals. Um, I mean, you you heard the phrase, act like you've been there, I'm sure, before. And um, I think for Amir Garrett there, that's definitely an act like you've been there moment. It had to be an act like you've been there moment for him. I mean, that can't have been his first major league hitter he struck out, I'd imagine. So I think you just got to be a professional in that moment. Uh, it's okay to be pumped up, but it's a different degree of pumped up. You can't lose your head up there, especially, you know, in a regular season game, <laughs> I believe. So, um, yeah, I think just um, um, definitely a growing experience for him. Uh, me as a baseball fan, personally, I love to see those kind of games, especially divisional games that get chippy like that. So I think that's good for baseball. Honestly, I love I love bad blood in sports in general. So I think it was good to see if I'm being honest. I kind of like it, and not to mention, pre-coming into that game, Amir Garrett had a 13.1 ERA, so it's kind of like laughable that he was that excited to strike somebody out. It's like, dude, did you forget how to pitch? Uh, but, you know, he yeah. came out and he had a good outing today, too, and the Reds won the ball game. So, yeah. actually, speaking of the Reds, at 21, we got the Reds at 11 and 13. I okay. think we did all the talking about the Reds. We Castellanos has been good. Uh, you know, they, well, they, beat, they beat my Dodgers, so... Yeah, you know, and they had a seven-game losing streak, I believe, before that series that dropped them out of first place in the Central because they were running away with it early, and now it's them yeah. and the Cubs fighting at the bottom with the Pirates right above them both. <sighs> kind of a fitting spot. At number 20, the Seattle Mariners. You know, this is a team that kind of does this every actually... year. They've been kind of ex- Yeah. Their bullpen, you know, 2.29 <laughs> ERA. Uh, average allowed, 1.80. I mean, you never know. Yeah, it's funny. It's funny you mentioned the Mariners because this is a team I was actually waiting to talk about because they're they're sneaky. They're sneaky. That that whole division is kind of sneaky right now. The Angels, I mean, they they went up. They got off to the hearts hot start, cooled down a little bit. Otani is on fire right now. He is lighting the world on fire right now. Um, the A's, of course. Uh, I'll get. I'll save talk about the A's for when they come up because I I was looking forward to talking about them as well. So keeping it on the Mariners, really young, really young. Of course, Kyle Lewis, uh, reigning MV, reigning AL Rookie of the Year, I believe, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, he's a very he's an exciting guy to watch and a guy I love to play with in MLB The Show. By the way, very fun to play. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime I do a mission and hit a home run with the first pitch with the guy, I kind of start to like him just a little bit more. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, the Mariners are. I think they're. I think they might be for real. Of, of course, like you said, they they do this quite a bit. They like to tease you a little bit at the beginning of the season, but they they could be legit. I, I think it's too early. Of course, much too early to make any assumption about any team in the season. It's still it, the first month, but who knows? Uh, sky's the limit with them. They they're young. They look hungry. Um, they could be a real threat in that division. Yeah, I mean, that's a division that's definitely up in the air right now, so anybody can win it. Yeah. Coming in yeah, at number 19, a team that's been hovering around 500. Uh, you know, I'm kind of a fan of this team. I know you don't like them. Uh, it's okay. the Arizona Diamondbacks. We went and watched them the other weekend. Uh, Carson okay. Kelly has been a pleasant surprise for them. He has been phenomenal. Yeah. Mad Bum has had a couple good bounce-back starts. Zach Allen's been pretty good. 
you know, what do you think about the Diamondbacks? You know, the Diamondbacks, I really can't say I hate them. They're actually one of the teams that I don't mind as much in our division. Them and the Rockies are the teams that I don't mind. I can't say I like them. Um, I like, I definitely, especially going to school in Arizona now, I like to keep tabs on them. There are definitely some guys that I do like on the Diamondbacks. Uh, Cattell Marte, I've, I've loved watching him the past few years, especially when he's been on the incline. Um, obviously, starting off the year hurt, not how you want to begin, but um, I hope he comes back healthy. He's a really exciting guy, switch hitter, sneaky pop for a smaller guy. So I really love him. Uh, Josh Rojas, of course, Sko Bose, University of Hawaii alum. I love him. Rob Tatis the other night, so made it on the highlight reel there. Um, but yeah, I think this is a pretty appropriate spot for them. And we got to remember, this is a team that was in the playoffs a few years ago. Um, they were not too bad a couple years ago. Maybe they can return to form a little bit. I don't know what pieces they have to move around to do that. Uh, I know the pitching staff, the starting pitching is not looking horrible. They could use some bullpen pieces. Of course, they lost guys like Archie Bradley. Um, but yeah, I think they could be a solid, solid squad in the next few years if they play their cards right. Yeah, and it's funny that you mentioned Josh Rojas because I was actually just going to talk to him. He's a guy that kind of is coming into his own at the big league level. He's starting to look more comfortable yeah. up there. And, you know, he's starting yeah. to kind of look like a guy that can be a future everyday starter for the Diamondbacks. I know he's an everyday starter now, but a future everyday yeah. starter, a guy that looks like he actually can be a competent MLB starter in that outfield. No, I agree. I totally agree. All right, so number 18, this is the team that everybody had at the top you know, that was going to be very, very good. Um, the St. Louis Cardinals, they're one, another team hovering okay. around 500. Uh, Carlos Martinez, you know, he's been pretty good for them. And their, ro- their rotation has honestly been lights out in the recent week. What do you think about the Cardinals? Uh, you see, it's a little tough for me. Uh, I'm trying to keep all my bias out of it because I had really high expectations for them coming into this year. Of course, with the acquisition of Nolan Arenado. So they've kind of dipped below my expectations, but again, it's early, it's April, and he honestly hasn't been performing too badly. He's actually been pretty good. Uh, Paul DeYoung is playing very well right now, as I expected. So I think they're, they're going to put it together. They're definitely going to put it together. This is a good spot in the power rankings for them. They're definitely better than their record says right now, in my opinion, Um I don't know if I can label them the best team in their division right now. They're definitely got a lot of upside. I could say their ceiling is one of the higher ones in that division. Um, but yeah, I think that's a pretty appropriate place to put them for now. But I think you got to watch out for these guys, in my opinion. They they look good. And once they figure it out, once they put it together, they could be the team that pulls away with it. I was going to say, a lot of people have been getting, giving Nolan Arenado a lot of crap for his start to the year, and he's in 264. You know, it's like he's not really yeah, he's, doing that bad. He's going he's gonna to figure it out. It's, it, he's going to figure it out. Oh, no, he's hitting 264. He's having a bad year. I think Nolan Arenado will figure it out. Coming in at number 17. Like me, oh, go ahead. That was like me freaking out about Mookie hitting 275. Exactly. And you know what he ended up doing? He ended up having a fantastic playoffs. Great end of that 2020 regular season, almost winning MVP. So, yeah, yeah. Coming in at number seven. Wait, did he win MVP last year? No, Freddie. Freddie won it. Okay, MV Freddie. Number 17, we got the Cleveland Indians. You know, they're another team hovering around 500. They are a very feast or famine uh, offense. Um, They are extremely all or nothing. 
Uh, their yeah. uh, batting average for the month, I think, is around like 200, 215. I saw a stat on that the other day, uh, which is somehow wow. better than a lot of teams, and I believe the Cubs are one of them. Uh, they are ranked <laughs> fifth in ex- in isolated power. However, when it comes to hitting the ball out the yard, uh, their pitching is definitely good enough to win, though. They 100% yeah. Yeah. are a really good pitching staff. You know, they got a lot of star pitchers. They got Savali, who's been pretty good for them. They got Shane Bieber. They got Tristan McKenzie, who's coming into his own. And, you know, like I said, uh, with their power numbers, only the Tigers rely more on home runs to score runs this year. So what do you think about the Indians at 17? No, I think you nailed it on the head, Matt. Feast or famine is pretty much the right way to put it. I mean, after those numbers that you just shared with me, that's that's just about the way to put it. Um, I really haven't been keeping too many tabs on them, so I say that's an appropriate ranking. they're definitely within striking distance for that division. Uh, like I said with, who was it, the Cardinals, I definitely think they have one of the higher ceilings in the Central. It's definitely not showing right now, and they're not playing up to that expectation. But um, don't count them out yet. I They have a lot of talent still, even with the loss of one of the best shortstops in the league. They still got some names. They got some bats. As you said, their pitching is still good enough to go make a decent playoff run, I believe. So... I think that's an appropriate place for them. And I think that they still have a lot of, a lot of work to do. Yeah, I got, I got to agree. Coming in at number 16, the Philadelphia Phillies who just played on Sunday night baseball, actually, you know, yeah, there's a couple, like they're always on Sunday night baseball. Yeah. I feel like they always are. There's yeah. three big holes in that lineup. One Alec Bohm. He has a sub 600 OPS and a lot of strikeouts Two, Andrew McCutcheon. who's hitting 154. And center field as a whole for them is hitting 093 with three RBIs. And wow. because of that, they called up wow. one of the worst humans in Major League Baseball, Odubel Herrera. Ian, what oh do you think God. about the Phillies? Well, fourth place Phillies, first of all. Uh, <laughs> Alec Bohm was also out. <laughs> Alec Bohm was out at home plate. He was out by a mile, but no, in all seriousness, um, I mean, they have bright spots, as you said, a lot of detriments, uh, and that's kind of a hard one when you're, what are, what are they hitting? 093, their center field? Yes. That's, yeah, that'll, that you're not going to win a lot of ball games like that. Um, they're pitching very, very sneaky good. Zach Wheeler, especially, Ooh, has been Zach turning Wheeler. heads. I, the money I like they it. gave him, I'd hope so. Gosh. I, I I like Zach Wheeler, especially I was watching him. I think he threw like a one hitter against the Cardinals mm-hmm. like last week. I, I was watching. He's got some stuff, man. That guy's electric. Um, yeah. Nola, of course. Very Zach good. Zach Eflin. Um, Zach Eflin, too. Yeah, that's a name. He's that's another name. Spot. But yeah, they're pitching. I think right now is ca- carrying them just a little bit. Their offense, definitely not playing up to their potential with the amount of talent they have on the offense. But honestly, the way that lineup is built, I think it's built to be like that. Honestly, you put guys like Reese Hoskins, um, JT Romuto, Bryce Harper, DD Gregorius. Those are a lot of streaky hitters. Those aren't guys that have really proven that they can hit for average and hit consistently yet at the big league level. So honestly, I think you kind of, you kind of get what you put into it. If you're the Phillies right now. Yeah, and you know, I kind of feel like they're in a similar situation to the Cubs, except their pitching is definitely better. Uh, offense, you know, we right, have Chris right. Bryant. They have Bryce Harper. 
Uh, but other than that, right. it's a lot of high strikeout. But they were yeah. good at bat guys like Reese Hoskins, Anthony yeah. Rizzo. They are very, very similar, just opposite sides of the plate. They both walk a lot, yeah. but they both also right. strike out. Right. Old man Andrew McCutcheon, I don't know if I really have a player comp to him, but no. yeah, he has not been what they wanted recently. So, you know, no. we'll see. You know, we'll is definitely G- see what is goes Gene on Segura there still now. on the Phillies or is he gone? Oh, I have no idea. Let me... I could not be bothered to watch a Phillies baseball game if I'm being completely honest. Well, I don't. I really don't blame you. Let me let me fact check that. Let's see where Gene Segura is at right now. I would want to say he is, but Alec Bohm starting at third, and you know Didi at short would almost make okay, sense yeah. for him not to be on the roster. Yeah, he's on. The, he's still on the Phillies. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, let's hop forward. Hop right, forward to number it. fifteen. We got the New York Yankees sitting at eleven and oh. third. Well, they were eleven and thirteen when this came out. Uh, okay. Yeah, well, they've played at the Atlanta Braves a lot. <laughs> They're five yeah. and three against the Braves. Um, <laughs> I don't know. What do you think about the Yankees? Honestly, they're a team. No, no bias here and no hate to the Yankees. They're just a team that I want to put lower just because of the expectation I had of them. I mean, the expectation they get every year coming into it. Um, and really, this year, they haven't had that much of an excuse. Usually, the excuse is the injuries, people getting banged up. But this year, they really haven't had that excuse. It's just they just feel like they're coming out flat. I don't know if it's it's the same for you that you've noticed that. But I don't know. It just feels like they're not playing up to their potential. They're just it's just they're flat. I don't know how to how else to explain it. They really don't have the same excuse anymore. So I don't know. I I, I think they should be a little lower. Yeah, and I got 100% agree with you because, you know, the one guy that always gets all this criticism, Gary Sanchez, he got benched for Kyle Higashioka again. Gary Sanchez is supposed to be this great catcher with power ability, and, you know, he's a lackluster defender, and he strikes out way too much. Uh, one bright note yeah, for them, Corey were... Kluber has been pretty good. Right. Uh, Tuesday, yeah. he tossed his longest start in almost two years. So, oh, I don't know. Good for him. Yeah. Can't say the same for Jameson Tyon, but <laughs> exactly. You know, uh, can't win well, them all. Ex Pirates, they're really going out and showing out. You know, the one that is that is playing pretty good. Joe Musgrove has been good, but you look right. at Trevor Williams and you look at James Tyone, and it's just How about not Garrett been Cole. Good. Oh, Garrett. Okay, <laughs> Garrett Cole. Uh, you're right. You're right. All right, we're two and two. Never mind. <laughs> what, about, what, about, what about uh, who's the guy for the Rays? Uh, the the right fielder, Chris Arch. Oh, oh, uh. Pfft. Austin Meadows. Austin Meadows, yeah. Yeah, all right, whatever, whatever. (laughs) Number 14, the Toronto Blue Jays. Dude, Vladdy Jr. is looking like Ken Griffey Jr. His slash line, are you ready for this? 360, 484, 693 with seven bombs. Holy cow. Oh, my God. All he needed to do was lose weight, dude. He lost 40 pounds, and he's hitting way better than he ever was before. Goodness, Vladdy. Leave those baseballs alone. I know, dude. You, every time Vladdy steps into the box, you need to check the ball for piss stains because he's hitting the ball oh. insane. Speaking, In Buffalo, speaking not too of long. Balls like, speaking of balls I get pissed on, did you see George Springer's home run last night? Oh, 471 feet, right? That thing was a nuke. He hit that ball into next year. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I got, I got World Series flashbacks from that home run. <laughs> Dude, George Springer is different in the playoffs. Yeah, I was like, wow. And you know, I'm a big fan of George Springer's now that he's gone out of Houston. 
out of here. You know, I'm a big fan of the Blue Jays, honestly. Uh, they're a team that I've grown a soft spot for. I mean, I had a soft spot for them in the past because I love Marcus Stroman. 2015? But now... Yeah. Oh, like, that 2015 Blue Jays team. Oh, my goodness. That team, I definitely had a soft spot for that. As a baseball fan, I had a big soft spot for that team. Definitely. But, yeah, um, I always I always tell – I make fun with my dad. I'm like, this is the team with all the kids. They got Bichette, uh, Vladdy Jr., Biggio. There's all, there's all the kids on this team. And they're showing out, to be honest. Um, Bo hasn't played really up to his potential yet this year but he's got a lot of talent uh he swings a really hot bat when he gets up to speed he's got some pop for a guy that's really not huge um defensively i think he'll come along kevin biggio i think a guy that can be really good uh he i see a lot of similarities in his game to his dad i think he's i don't think he's gonna i'm not saying he's gonna be as good as his dad but i don't know there's just a lot of tendencies that he has the same or are similar to his dad and i really like it i like the guy I so can, the Blue Jays, I, I think, our team. Yeah, they're just a team that I like. It's fun to watch them. I enjoy watching them, and I think they play baseball the right way. They play hard. They're just a team that I can't hate. <laughs> Moving into number thirteen, we have the Los Angeles Angels, and I first have to give a formal apology to Shohei Otani because I've called this guy <laughs> a faker as a pitcher. Um, you know, after <laughs> one month, he has shown me that I am a hundred percent wrong. Uh, Mike <laughs> Trout literally had the best month of his career. Uh, yeah. Dude, who is this Michael Nelson Trout guy? Albert Pujols <laughs> has been pretty good. Anthony Rendon just got back from the injured list. If David Fletcher gets it going too, man, this team is going to be kind of good, kind of dirty. What do you think about the Angels, Ian? I know it was actually funny when the when the season just started. We actually we all had a conversation about the Angels, didn't we? We were like we were kind of buzzing about them. Like, are they are they legit? Like they they got off to a little hot, a little bit hot of a start, and we were we were kind of wondering. We we're like, okay is this legit? Like are the angels, they're showing flashes. Uh, I think it started on the game. We were watching when Jared Walsh hit that walk off. Oh, Jared Walsh. I love that guy. That, that guy. I like that guy. I've been watching. I've been, I've been keeping some tabs on him ever since he hit that walk off. And I, I like him. I like, he, uh, I, I don't want to say, I don't want to put this into the air, but I have to say it. I feel like he reminds me a lot of Josh Hamilton. <laughs> Oh, I just get Josh Hamilton from him. Oh no, which, Ian, don't say that. <laughs> which, 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 take it how you will. Take it how you will. Um, minus the drugs, I, I of know. course, right? Yeah, minus, minus and, the off issue. And and the beating his child. Okay, so we're not <laughs> good. 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 Just making sure. No, yeah, minus the off-field issues. Just pure. He's got. He's the big body. He's got the big body. Lefty swinger. Um, really sweet lefty swing. Oh, honestly, also, and a lot of pop. Obviously, he's a big ox, but I, I don't know. I think he could be a guy that hits thirty home runs, hits maybe between two sixty to two seventy every year. He could be like maybe a three four guy. I mean, I know Otani and Trout are really tough to uh, <laughs> to try to compete with in that lineup, but I think he could be a guy that can be a staple of that lineup and that they can kind of build around i really like him the angels i think this is a good spot for them i think that they have a bright future uh they definitely got some holes to fill but i like them i like them a lot i do too moving up to number 12 we got the houston trash can bangers uh you know <laughs> honestly christian javier this guy has been an absolute stud and i'm not going to give him crap because i think he yeah he was a rookie in 2020 listen to these stats so far 0.89 yeah. era 1.46 whip 25% K rate, 
honestly, he's been pretty good. Wow. Yeah. So, what do you think about the Astros? That's so legit. Far? That's legit, man. Um, you know, trying to leave out all bias as much as I really don't like these guys as a baseball fan, I can't bring myself to hate them. <laughs> they, I can't deny that they they got talent. Uh, they when they get hot, they get hot. We saw it last year towards the, in the when they limped into the playoffs and just got really hot and played really good baseball. So we know these guys are legit. We know they can play good baseball uh, when the time comes when they need to. Uh, losing George Springer, of course, pretty big. That's a pretty big bat in their lineup to lose. But Correa, I've been impressed with the year he's been having as well. He's been especially for a guy that's been injured a lot and a guy that hasn't really found it last year um i think he's gonna have a pretty good year this year and i kind of hate to say it but i'm kind of rooting for him to have a good year this year because he of course before the scandal he was a guy that i liked a lot and that was really high on so um watch out for the astros uh that divisional race is going to be very fun to watch by the way like we were mentioning earlier this this division might be legit the al west it's going to be it's going to be a fun one to watch and look out for so yeah Coming in at number 11, this one, shout out to your father, Mr. Miguel, the Atlanta Braves. He definitely wouldn't agree they belong this high, but godly, Ronald Acuna no. Jr. has been a one-man wrecking crew. He has been absolutely yeah. disgusting. And you know, The Atlanta Acuna. Uh, since 2018, there's only two players to have two 480-foot blasts. One, Nomar Mazzara, oddly enough. Two, Ronald Acuna Jr., <laughs> You know, I've kind of liked wow. what they've been doing. I'm kind of a big fan of what this offense has been. You know, they've been feast or famine. But after watching what right. they did to my Cubs, I'm kind of a fan of them now. So, <laughs> right, yeah, right. The Atlanta Braves, I kind of think that they're going to they're gonna figure it out. You know, they're going to make a move at the deadline. No, it's going to be like, yeah. oh, my gosh, how did they land that guy? And they'll be all right. right. What do you think, Ian? No, yeah, no, I know. I definitely you definitely hit it right on the head there. I agree. Um I definitely think they're a little high for what they're playing at right now. Uh, they're definitely not playing at the level they should be or they're expected to be playing at. So I probably would have dropped them a few spots, at least, maybe 14 or 15. But I think this is a team that has one of the highest ceilings in the league. And I am genuine about that, especially since last year uh, when I saw what they did to my Dodgers in the NLCS, almost beating us out to go to the World Series. Oh, man, so yeah. Yeah, they're legit. They're legit. And like you said, they're going to figure it out. They're definitely going to figure it out. Um, they are pretty banged up right now. Christian Pache is on the IL. Um, and honestly, the bats are just lackluster. And I was telling my dad at the beginning of the season, it looks like the their main dilemma is that they just can't put it together. They can't put whole games together right now. It's either the pitching shows up and the hitting just disappears or the hitting shows up and the pitching just can't hold. Um, of course, they lost a few key guys in the bullpen. Chris Martin, uh, Mark Melanson, a notable one. He's closing games in San Diego now. Uh, that's a pretty big loss. I mean, but Will Smith as a closer has not been half bad. Definitely an improvement from what he was last year. Um, so I think they'll be all right, like you said. They're definitely – hitting will come. Hit, hits are definitely something that this lineup is not should not worry about. Uh, they're going to get hot when they need to. It's just a matter of the pitching starting to uh, get tighter. Uh, Ian Anderson, after being hot last year, has cooled off a lot. He's getting knocked around. Got knocked around today, actually. I think he gave up like four runs in four innings. Max Freed has also been getting knocked around. 
Um, of course, Mike Soroka still not being back is huge. So we'll see with the Braves. Uh, I think, like you said, they're going to be fine. 100% agree. I definitely see a lot of promise in this team, and I think they will be okay. And, you yeah. know, hopping up to number 10, this is a team that I'm pretty fond of, but a team that, you know, one of my boys, number 48, might not be a big fan of the offense, Jacob DeGrom. He might be oh. having one of the best stretches a pitcher has ever had. This guy got older. Oh, my and, you gosh. Know, he's normally, unbelievable. Normally, velocity and production is, like, going down, but he has just gotten better. Like, DeGrom just looks like a he's on a different planet right now. You know, you talked about Bauer last year, how Bauer had an amazing stretch. DeGrom's stretch right now is way better than any stretch I've seen in my lifetime from a pitcher. What do you think about Trevor? Oh, I agree. Jacob DeGrom and the Mets right now. No, I agree. I agree. I, I was actually, whenever I talk to my dad about DeGrom, I, I tell him, this might be the best pitcher I've ever seen in my life. Like, I know I'm, I'm a young guy. I'm 22 years old, but this is by, like, and it's not even close. This is like, he's putting up video game numbers. Like, it's insane. He had, it's, I think it's higher now, but when I was looking at it, he had like a 0.35 ERA and he had two RBIs as a hitter. I was like, gosh, get this guy. And he was one in one with the 0.35 ERA. He still had a loss. I was like, gosh, I, yeah, I feel for the guy a lot. I feel for the guy. I really, I mean, your offense can't get you any, they were, it was especially um, in that loss against the Red Sox. Mm-hmm. He lost one to nothing. <laughs> He surrendered one run, and I was just like, dang. That's when you got to really feel for the. He's pitching, like you said, otherworldly right now. Like, this is a I, – I said generational talent earlier in the show. This is a generational talent. This is right an all-time talent. Yeah. We're, what we're watching right now from this guy is insane. Like, fan, fans of baseball that really appreciate the small stuff like this, this is out of this world. Like, this – Bob, do you think Bob Gibson like this? That's a comparison that's not far off right now. Exactly. And, you know, yeah. I got a feel for a guy like Francisco Lindor who just signed that big contract. He's yeah. been getting booed at home. Yeah, that's that's really tough. He's got to figure it out, man. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure he will. He will. He's he, uh, yeah, he. I actually, it's funny. I saw on Instagram a, a picture of his post, like they were posting up his numbers and I, I felt bad. I was like, wow, he is really struggling right now. He just doesn't seem to have a clue right now. I don't know what's going on. I don't know if it's a, a mental thing, if he's still trying to transition with the, with the move and everything. But like you said, he's, he's got to figure it out. He's got a, he's a big league hitter. I mean, he'll adjust, I'm sure. But yeah, it's a, it's a tough situation for him and the Mets right now because obviously frustration. Uh, I'm sure he's frustrated with himself. I'm sure the Mets are frustrated at what they're getting. Mets fans are definitely frustrated. Yeah, but when aren't Mets fans so, upset? <laughs> you know, that's fair. That's fair enough. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I think this is a, for now, it's an appropriate place for them. Uh, that division is kind of a train wreck. It's something... Something with Eastern divisions in sports has to be that they're just not strong. <laughs> NFC East. As a, as a resident fan of the NFC least. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, you're definitely spot on there. Moving on to number nine, we got the Tampa Bay Rays. You know, this is a team that everyone wrote off before the season. And I was like, I don't know what is the big deal here. I understand they lost Morton, who wasn't good in 2020 in the regular season. And they lost Snell, who's been inconsistent. Yeah. But this team is hanging around. They've been playing pretty good. Tyler Glass now, dude, he has been shoving. 
He had 46 Ks in 30 and two-third innings, 205 ERA, 0.75 whip. He's kind of looking like a Cy Young candidate. You never know. Uh, Rosarena starting to look like he's coming back. He had eight hits and nine at-bats this past week. So what do you think about the race so far, Ian? No, you you were spot on, Matt. Uh, especially with the loss. Of, when they traded away Blake Snell, everyone was kind of like, what are you guys doing? Like, are you, you guys are coming off of a world series and you trade probably one of the best pitchers in baseball. Like they were scratching their heads. And like you said, people were writing them off. They were doubting them. Um, there were a lot, there were a lot of guys that didn't think they were going to be competitive. And like you said, they're, they're fighting, they're staying in there. They're hanging around. Um, they're still a legit contender in their division. I think if, especially with the baseball they're playing right now, uh, you mentioned Tyler Glasnow, but a guy that I've really liked so far is Ryan Yarbrough. And yes. numbers-wise, uh, he hasn't really been there yet. But I just, I don't know. I don't know if it's just because he's a side-arming lefty, of course. I have a soft spot for that, being one myself. But I don't know. I just, I like him. I, there's something about guys that th- don't need to ramp up radar guns. That's the exact same reason I like Kyle Hendricks. Now I know he's not playing all that well either. Yeah, but. <laughs> But those are just guys. He, it, that's a guy that you can look at and just be like, you know, he's a pitcher. He's not just there to huck it in at triple digits or high nineties. He's a pitcher. He's he's out there painting corners. He's relying, he's relying on his movement. He's changing arm angles. That's that's like what we like to call it uncomfortable at bat. And I yes. love guys like that. I love to watch guys that just make you uncomfortable at the dish. So Ryan Yarbrough, a guy I I look forward to seeing watching. And yeah, the Rays nine, I think that's pretty that's pretty uh spot on right there. They're like you said, they're scrappy. I think they're gonna be a legit contender. Uh I don't know if they'll make it as far as they did last year. Uh I can't say yet. But I think like you said, people shouldn't be writing them off. They're they're uh they're still here and they're gonna be here for a while. I got to completely agree with you there. You hit that one right on the head. And coming in at number eight, another team that's been extremely surprising, the Kansas City Royals. You know, I honestly oh, think wow. they belong a little bit farther up this list, considering uh, when this list no. was made, they were oh, yeah. 15 and eight. Uh, but, yeah. you know, listen to this. In late innings, they're hitting 381 in high leverage spots. The MLB average wow. for that time is 156. You know, I don't oh, know if Casey's even played their best baseball yet. I rock my Adalberto Mondesi jersey proudly. Uh, this team definitely has been surprising and they still have the best yet to come. They still got Bobby Witt jr. Down in the minors. They called up their number one pitching prospect today. So it's going to be exciting to see what the Kansas city Royals do going forward. But this is a team that, like I said, early season, they're going to be sneaky. Good. What do you think Ian? Oh yeah. This is definitely a team that's just coming out of nowhere. Really? No, nobody really. I mean, I, I, I can't really speak for you, but I did not have this team on my radar. Really? Uh, <laughs> I can't say I expected them to be playing as good as they are. Um, like I said, I think that there are teams in their division that definitely have a higher ceiling than them currently, but in terms of how they're playing, they're one of the hotter teams in baseball right now. I don't think that's completely crazy to say. Um, and they're honestly a team that I can respect. There's a lot of guys on the team. I like Whit Merrifield is one that immediately comes to mind. I know you're a big Whit Merrifield guy as well. Uh, he's just a guy that, uh, like I said, plays the game the right way, plays hard. I like him. Um, another guy that I really hope has a good year this year, Salvador Perez. Um, yeah, I really like Salvi. They just extended him too, I think, didn't they? I yes, believe they, they did. did. Okay, yeah, and he he's not having a bad year so far. Two sixty nine, six home runs, sixteen RBIs, eight twelve OPS. Not terrible. 
um, it definitely can definitely can get up there. Uh, I think he he could get hot. I hope so. He's a he's a guy that I root for a lot. And the Royals, like you said, I don't think we've seen everything from the tank from them yet. I think that they have a lot more baseball to play, a lot more to grow. And I think this is a team that could be a contender, potentially, potentially. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of upside there, and it's another team that you know you never know what's going to happen. Baseball is one of those sports where anybody can win on any given day. So if they sneak in, you I agree. know what's going to happen there. Coming That'll in be another seven, division to watch. Yeah, I was going to say coming in at number seven, speaking of that division, you got the South Siders, the Chicago White Sox. Yeah. Michael Kopech has been astounding. Lucas My Giolito, gosh, yeah. you know, he's been kind of struggling. Um, but, you know, it's one of those things where he's going to bounce back. We had a no-hitter from Carlos Rodon. Exactly. Yeah. This is a team that is extremely exciting. Um, the White Sox have been, you know, they've been pretty They've been pretty good. Um, I think they should be a little bit better. Yeah. They look like the team to beat in the division, uh, but obviously they haven't been as good as we think. But Michael Kopech, man, that's a name I can't chime on enough. He has been electric. No, I agree. What do you think? I agree. Yeah. Uh, I think this is a pretty good spot for them. Um, They're a team, like you said, with the Royals that I don't think we've seen their best baseball yet. They're definitely starting to get there though. Um, Of course, guy, a guy that's been in the headlines constantly since the season started, Yerman Mercedes, not enough good things to say about that guy. He is electric. He's great for baseball. Uh, Hits the ball a ton. Um, I don't know. I just, I just love him. I love him a lot. I know you love him too. It's hard not to. Uh, I think he's given them a spark. I mean, they already had one in Tim Anderson, but I, I'm starting to I'm starting to believe. I'm starting to believe in the the winning culture there on the South Side. Uh, I know that you're not the biggest fan of that, <laughs> being a Cubs fan. But hey, I think they're a really fun team to watch, and I think they're a team that can make a run this year. They made it into the they made it into, they played all the way into October last year. Uh, I think they got outsed in the first round by the A's, but I think they're a team that's on the up and up. They're on the incline, definitely moving in the right direction. And I think they're a team that can make some noise this year. Yeah, uh, I definitely got to agree because, you know, you never really know what's going on with them. Uh, no, yeah. The Sox are one of those teams, like you said, they're on the up and up. They got a lot of promise, but yeah, ceiling's before anything, very I'm a baseball fan. So, you know, whatever good baseball is coming from, I'm going to watch. So I guess I'm watching the White yeah. Sox now. Uh, so number yeah, number six, the Milwaukee Brewers. Man, this is a team that, you know, the starting pitching, this is what they needed. And you know what they did? They got starting pitching. Corbin Burns. Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I was just about to say. So oh my good. Gosh. You know, he did have a rough start earlier this week. I uh, give up four earned runs against the Marlins. Um, okay. But dude, he is insane. Uh, the Brewers, you know what they did? They went out and they swept the Padres on the road. Then they took two or three from the Cubs. So, uh, honestly, that was a good road trip for them. What do you think about the Brewers, Ian? Well, um, they're my dad this week. Uh, they beat us three to one in a four game series. Uh, especially that third game was really tough to watch, you know, getting walked off on by them. But what I noticed in this series, they're really scrappy. Um, they're a team that can generate offense in different situations. I've, I've seen, um, they're, they got lively bats. Uh, a guy that comes to mind, Keston Hira, uh, a guy that has been struggling and I was I was actually telling you this the other day. He's a guy that's an anomaly to me. He's a guy that doesn't have a lot of size, but he's a power hitter. <laughs> he's like a feaster famine power. He's a guy that's like, uh, who does he remind me of? He reminds me of like a Reese Hoskins type of guy, but like 
smaller <laughs> like definitely doesn't doesn't fit the build of a power hitter but when he does get hot i think he's a really good hitter uh he's a great guy to have in that lineup um but yeah i think the brewers can be exciting corbin burns like you were saying a guy that's being out of the like there was uh of course i think they're unfair comparisons to jacob de um a little early for him smaller sample size as well but he was that stretch that he had earlier this year where he struck out Almost half of the batters that he faced, which is insane to me. I really liked to see that. Uh, I think he's on the IL right now also, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, so that's tough. Uh, hopefully he can bounce back from that. But I think the Brewers are legit. Uh, you were saying it the other day that they might be the best team in the division, and I don't think that's far off. They're definitely playing really good baseball. Uh, I think there are other teams at the division that can compete. Like I was talking about earlier, the Cardinals, I believe, have the highest ceiling in that division. They're definitely not playing like it right now, but I believe I believe it's going to be close. That's going to be another fun division to watch. No disagreements with anything you said there. And there's another team that, you know, I want to talk about a team that you're definitely not excited to see this far up the list. And you could probably guess exactly who it is. It's the San Francisco giants at number yeah. five. Wow. Who would have yeah. thought they would be at number five. This is a team that I don't think anybody thought was going to be here. And you want to know no. them. They hold, hold the best ERA in baseball for their whole wow. roster by a wide margin. It's like not even wow. close. And you know who consists of that starting rotation? A 14-year veteran who compiled over only 25 starts over the pre previous three years. A guy coming off shoulder surgery. A guy with a 7-2-2 ERA last year. A 24-year-old fourth-round pick who had to win a rotation spot during spring training. And a 30-year-old with an exhaustive wow. medical history. What do you think about the Giants, Ian? You watch them more than I do. You know... As much as I hate to say it, like, you know, as a baseball fan, I think it's good for them, man. I mean, all the way up here at five in the power rankings, I think this is very well deserved and this is very appropriate for them because they have been playing out of their mind right now. Um, they're playing really good baseball. Uh, definitely, like you said, a team that I did not expect. They were definitely not on my or I think anyone's radar this year, especially from what they've been in the last couple of years, especially last year, we were just talking about, they're definitely in the rebuild. We're, it, it was just last year that we were saying that they're in the rebuild, that they need to blow it up. And look, look at them now. They're, they're leading our division. They're top five in the power rankings. This is a team that's just, it's woken up. I don't know. I don't know what else to say. Um, and honestly, not a lot of big name guys on the, on the roster. I mean, guys that have had success in the past, you know, Brandon belt, uh, um, Brandon Crawford, you know, guys that are, and Brandon Crawford, honestly, is coming into, he's, he's starting to play some good baseball again. And I honestly like to see it as a baseball fan. So I think the Giants might be legit, sadly. Uh, bad news for me as a Dodgers fan, but as a baseball fan, I like to see it. I like to see a little competition. I want to see the West. Uh, I, I, you know, everyone thought the Padres were going to be the biggest competition, but you got to watch out for the Giants. They're playing really good baseball, and I hope they continue to play really good baseball. Yeah, one guy who's come out with a total vengeance this year. I just got to talk about him real quick. Buster Posey. He's been playing out of this world. So it's been oh, good yeah. to see them all bounce back. You know, like you said, Brandon Belt, Brandon Crawford, uh, Longoria. I don't know how he's playing right now. I know Yaz has been doing all right. Longo, yeah. This is a team that's been pretty good. So it's going to be interesting to see if they can continue this because, you know, 
Uh, like giraffe neck Mark says they're liars and they can't be trusted because they have one of the, some of the best hot stretches. In baseball. <laughs> so we'll see coming in at yeah. number four. Shout out to our boy, we'll Jakey Reed, the Boston Red Sox. Wow. This is the team that definitely surprised me. They have the highest OPS in baseball. Uh, you know, Garrett Richards has been pretty good. Uh, so I don't know. What do you think? What do you think about the Boston Red Sox? JD Martinez has been out of their worldly too. You know, I don't know if this is because they there's two former Dodgers on the team or because I live with the room with the Red Sox fan, but I've developed a soft spot for this team and they've definitely impressed me this year. Um, at the beginning of the season, I was saying they'd win maybe 80 games, but that number is slowly increasing for me. Um, I know we said that this team was going to be very underwhelming this year, but and again, it's very early. It's month one, but. I don't know. Maybe we maybe we might have to put this team on our radar. Uh, they seem legit right now. Their their bats are hot. JD Martinez is making a very good case right now for a, maybe a maybe maybe MVP. It's again, it's very early, very early. But I don't know. I like I like this team. There's just something about this team I really like. They're swinging the bats really well. They're pitching. Their bullpen could use some work. It's very shaky. Uh, it's cost them in some close games this year. But this is a team that could very well win the division. Uh, again, it's very early, and there are other teams in that division with a lot of talent. But their ceiling's pretty high. Um, they got some veteran guys that they they have swinging the bats very well, and I think they could they could be they could make some noises here. And, and another thing I wanted to talk about with the Red Sox: Alex Cora being back. I believe is the catalyst for this, this success. I, I was, t I always tell Jake, I always tell him Cora's bringing back the winning, the winning culture because we saw last year, they just looked flat. They looked like they didn't want to play for their manager last year, but with Cora back, the guys are just buying in. I don't know what it is about him. He just must be that good of a manager. Or and he's I, cheating again. I like, him. or he's cheating again. That could be the case, but, but I don't know. We'll, we'll only time will tell, but for now, I think they're legit. Yeah, and you know that's not even to mention the potential return of Chris Sale as soon as July. Right, uh, right. So you never exactly. know with this team. I don't know what's going on out there in Boston. I don't know what's happening at Fenway Park, but this team is, you know, they're definitely overperforming yeah. to the standards I had set for them. I had them performing kind of like the Cubs, and, you know, the Cubs are doing what I said, and the Red Sox are not. So good for the <laughs> Red Sox. Good for Boston fans because it's good when the Red yeah. Sox and the Yankees are good, and I'm confident the Yankees will figure it out. So we'll Baseball's get some good, good Red when those Sox, teams Yankees are good. fans. Yeah, exactly. We'll get some good Red Sox Yankees series coming up. And yeah. Yeah. Coming in at number three, a team that started the year one and seven, the Oakland Athletics. Wow. What yes. do you think about the Athletics? Use Mero Petit, who's been fantastic, one of the most underrated relievers in baseball. Right. He's been real good. Um, I don't really understand what's going on there. You know, he's definitely had no. a lot of injury and inconsistency uh with the spots. But man, he signed a one-year $2.55 million deal and he has been absolutely lights out. What do you think about right. the athletics, Ian? Yeah, you nailed it right on the head. We were you were saying a team that started off really, really slow. They were one and seven. Uh, then they got walked. And then they walked off on my Dodgers, and then got. I think they won. How many games have they won in a row? They've won double digit games in a row. I think they won thirteen. Yeah, thirteen games in a row. Like wow, that they're definitely playing really good baseball right now. Um, I think they're in first, aren't they? I believe so. I believe, yeah, I think they're sitting on top of the AL West right now. Um, I have to say, impressed with them. A team that was not on my radar, especially in the offseason, took a couple hits, uh, lost Mark, Marcus Simeon, of course, and 
uh, funny you mentioned the bullpen because they also lost Liam Hendricks to the White Sox, I believe. Hundred percent. Yep. Yeah. So I, they were definitely a team that I had a lot of question marks about coming into the season. And well, so far they've answered all those questions because they look very good. Again, it's early, so we don't know um, the, how well they'll sustain the success. But right now, I really like the fact that they're playing good baseball. Uh, Oakland's a team that I've always kind of had a soft spot for and I've always kind of liked. So I, I like that they're playing good baseball out there in the Bay, and I hope they sustain it. I really do. I hope they, I hope they have another good season, and I hope, they, I hope to see them again in October. Yeah, and you think about the Oakland Athletics, you think about that bullpen, think about guys they've lost in the last couple of years. Blake Trine, yeah. one of the greatest reliever seasons ever. Yeah. They lost him. Yeah. Then they lost Liam Hendricks, reliever of the year last year. Uh, this right. is a team that definitely didn't seem like they were going to have this good of a bullpen, and they've kind of been balling out. They've kind of been bulling. Oakland yeah. playing pretty good baseball, and your bullpen has a lot to do with it. So moving no, on to agree. the top two, obviously, you know, two teams are left. Uh, yeah. Number two, this is probably going to surprise you. They have the San Diego Padres. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. Wow. So Padres at number two. Um, Trent Christian okay. has been fantastic, actually. I've kind of been a big yeah. fan of his. Uh, San Diego rebirthed his career after that big miss oh, he had for the, for the Brewers. Brewers in right field against the Nationals that ended up helping the and Nationals Juan Soto. going on that hot streak and win that World Series. Yeah, you know he's had a great career down there. Fernando Tatis Jr. You no, know, he's kind of been doing what he's supposed to do. Uh, his average has been really low, but he's been hitting a lot of bombs. What do you think about the Padres, Ian? Well, first starting off with Fernando Tatis, uh, ten errors. Uh, that is all. Uh, no, I'm kidding. But um, yeah, extremely Padres... overrated defender. <laughs> Dude, as much as as much as I have a I have a bone to pick with them, and as much as they might get on my nerves, especially being as cocky as they are sometimes. Hey, they can back it up. They they got a lot of talent, and honestly, they're one of the most fun teams to watch right now. If I'm me, if, like if if I'm turning on a game that's not a Dodgers game right now, I'm probably gonna turn on a Padres game. They're really fun to watch. Um, they haven't been hitting a lot of balls out of the park this year like they did last year. Slam Diego definitely hasn't come into effect yet. But what's imp- impressed me is their pitching. Uh, I mean, obviously they acquired Yu Darvish and Blake Snell. Also, uh, Mark Melanson is a qu- a sneaky good uh, acquisition, especially losing Kirby Yates to the Blue Jays. Um, I think they're going to be a pretty pretty solid rival for us, uh, as well as the Giants. Um, I like I like that they're playing good baseball. It's a team that hasn't been, besides last year, hasn't been too good for a while. Um, I honestly, I, I like it. I like to see it. One guy I have to highlight is Eric Hosmer. He's having a pretty good year so far. 302 average, three home runs, 17 ribbies. Uh, he's a guy that I've always liked since Kansas City. Uh, I think that's a very good veteran presence for San Diego to have, especially for how young they are. And I think he's a spark plug there. So I like I, as much as I hate the Padres, I also like the Padres. And I think they're good for baseball. So, But two, um, a little high, if, if I'm being honest. I think I would drop them maybe one or two spots. I, I, I would honestly put the Giants above them. But, you know, it is what it is. I definitely put them above the team that's in first right now. Well, yeah. So definitely one of those teams that I think, you know, like the White Sox, like the Yankees, they're going to be there in September moving into October. No, I'm not really worried about what's going on there. 100%. But, you know, moving into that number one spot, we got the Los Angeles Dodgers. 
you know, yeah. they have dropped a cut. They've lost what ten of their last thirteen. Is that correct? Yeah, they lost. They've lost three series in a row now. Yeah, they got Corey Knebel hurt, David Price hurt, Victor Gonzalez hurt. Um, uh, Joe Kelly. Joe Kelly's out. Um, and as of Justin May too. Yesterday, you know, there's only two teams with higher with a higher WHIP uh, for their bullpen than the Dodgers. You want to guess who those are? The Rockies and the Tigers, and those are um, not really that good of teams. Bottom Ian, bottom third teams. Ian, go ahead and give me give me your spew on the Dodgers. Tell me what you think, what's going on, and what you see in the future. Yeah, I was about to say it's a good thing. It's a good thing there. We saved them for last because I have have a lot to sound off on on these guys. Um, just disappointing. Like not even talking as a Dodgers fan right now, just as a baseball fan, and especially with the expectations they had coming into the year. Uh, of course, underwhelming. Uh, it's definitely, definitely too early for any team to be in panic mode. Uh, but you know, they're the bit, most disappointing thing about them is that they've. It's not like they've been getting blown out of the water every game. They've been having a lot of opportunities to win some ball games that they just squander. That whether it's the bullpen, whether it's just uh, managerial decisions, whether it's just uh, sloppy defense, pitching, uh, lack of hitting lack of timely hitting I could go on and on um but I know I know that the injuries don't help a lot and especially with a guy like Dustin May going up adding to that list uh it it's it's tough it's really tough uh but like you said with some of the other teams like the Padres they're going to be a team that's still going to be around late in the year they're most likely going to be an October team uh, they're a team that's loaded with talent up and down the roster uh, one of the highest ceilings probably in the league. So again, too early to too early to go in panic mode. But as of right now, definitely don't deserve the number one spot in the power rankings. Uh, definitely been playing very very underwhelming and not been playing good baseball. But that's the, that's stuff you clean up later in the year. Uh, it's it's month one. Uh, inj- once the guys from the IL get back, I'm sure it'll normalize. Uh, guys like Seager and Mookie have also been playing very underwhelming uh not especially coming off of a world series mvp Corey seager uh a lot of strikeouts he's been swing he's been swinging at stuff out of the zone a lot chasing um not getting quality at bats but like i said those are numbers that'll start to normalize throughout the season i believe uh but yeah i think they'll be fine i think they'll be fine yeah i gotta agree with um highest ceiling you know like i said highest ceiling floor this is a team that's definitely going to be in the in there in October, and I don't see them yeah. not making peace to the NLCS. I 100% believe there's going to be another uh, series victory for the Dodgers in their future. Once they, you know, once yeah, they heal no. up, and you know they're going to make a trade with a team. Maybe they acquire John Meads at the deadline, move him into your rotation for the playoffs, move him into your bullpen. He's lights out. You know, it's one of the, you're one of the teams that's going to yeah. be fine. You've always got yeah, prospects to trade, and you've always got good big leaguers. Oh yeah. Well, they're that's far. all 30 teams. That was yeah. awesome, Ian. Um, that was thanks fun, for joining man. me, man. You have any, no, any parting words? You having me. Yeah, thank you. Um, well, I appreciate you being on here. Make sure you guys follow Small Ball Podcast. Uh, this is a great podcast, man. I love what you're doing on this thing. It's a great platform. I appreciate you having me. That was a lot of fun. You know, I always like talking baseball with you. So appreciate it, Maddie. Yeah, of course. Once again, thank you all so much for listening. Be sure to leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and leave a question leave a topic and you know what maybe always featured next so once again thank you all so much for joining i appreciate you all tuning in to the end of this episode i hope you all have a great rest of your week let's watch some baseball and peace <laughs>